When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to TFL's Talking Trucks. Today it's myself and Andre. Hey Andre, how's it going, dude? Very good. Roman, why do you look like you've spent five days in Los Angeles? Because I just spent five days in Los Angeles <laughs> walking. You know, I did like, um, I want to say 25,000 steps yesterday. I looked at yeah. my watch and I almost yeah. fell off my uh, <laughs> off my chair at dinner. I, I, that, that translates to something like 10 miles of walking yesterday at the auto show. Yeah, it was a busy auto show, and uh, I think I did that also at SEMA a couple of weeks prior. So um, should we recap the auto show today? Yeah, in this episode, guys, we're going to be talking about not only the 2022 trucks that we look forward to driving and reviewing, but we'll also talk about all the cool trucks that we saw at the recent Los Angeles auto show. And if you're new to TFL, uh, this is TFL's podcast where our main man, Andre, Fills you in on everything truck-related, what's coming, what's been, and what, well, is. Yes. Uh, and let's just get to it, Andre. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the trucks at the auto show. What uh, what stood out in your mind? Well, at first, what stood out in my mind was a particular orange truck oh, yeah. that, that we found. And this was a 2022 Ram TRX. And this was a special ignition edition. Yeah, I think orange is the now uh, new black because <laughs> orange seems to be the color of choice for everybody when they want to highlight a very special vehicle. So obviously we have that orange Bronco and now there's a new orange TRX. We also spotted an orange, was it a Colorado ZR2? Was that yeah, orange? at least, yeah, at yeah. least that, yes. And, and what was special or what is special about the ignition model besides orange? Well, because it stood out. It literally <laughs> stood out. It was orange. No, it's a special edition for 22. Um, it has, of course, the latest updates, the latest Uconnect 5 system. But it, it's a little bit more of a luxury model with wonderful. The interior was cool. Stitching, trim, everything was in orange. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, same 702 horsepower. Yeah. Same uh, Bill Stein shocks. Um, just, you know, they're, they're, I think they're selling every single one they can make. They're still selling over sticker, I believe. Uh, and so why mess with a good thing? Uh, now, of course, we didn't just uh, stop at the uh, TRX. Uh, they had actually the brand new ProMaster, and you couldn't tell except when you sat behind the wheel. Exactly. So the ProMaster is really heavily updated for 2022. On the outside, it looks the same. So it still has you know the same look and it has the same configurations, different heights, different lengths. On the inside, they completely redid the interior. It had uh, basically the latest design. 
the steering wheel was like a sports steering wheel, dude. Yeah, I was talking about that at dinner last night. Somebody said it's out of the Jeep. It could be, but it, it was like leather wrapped. They, they said it's out of the Grand Cherokee that they just drove, or the Tommy just drove huh. uh, in Moab. They said that's what it was. Uh, I was talking to Byron uh, yeah. Gore, uh, and he said uh, he just was doing the program in Moab, and that it was the same steering wheel out of the out of the Grand Cherokee. So but why but not? It's, it's more affordable, right? Yeah. It's a commercial vehicle with comfortable steering wheel, nice interior. They put a bigger screen. They loaded it with technology. Of course, it has Uconnect 5, wireless CarPlay. Well, the big news is they got rid of that manual-matic transmission, which was horrible. Yes, and now a new transmission, which is a 9-speed. Yeah, Yeah. they got a traditional 9-speed torque converter, uh, and now it doesn't have that kind of, you know. know, Let's face it, that that manual-matic was cost-cutting, right? Yeah, well, and now it should have also better efficiency, right, because of the new transmission as well. You would hope. Yeah, you would hope, uh, and so you know if you're in, if you're looking for a new ProMaster van uh, life, van life, yeah, and you can live with a <laughs> two wheel drive instead of the straight to four wheel drive, which nobody can, of course. Right. And by <laughs> the way, ProMasters are front wheel drive only, so they they still do not have all wheel drive. The, it's still the same, uh, slightly updated Panastar, which is a three point six liter gas V six, uh, and. They said they will be talking about electrification next year, but they didn't say what. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to uh, our friends. Before we get to the really crazy stuff, which was, of course, you know you know what this show reminded me of? I was in uh, Detroit like 10 years ago when the auto industry crashed and burned, and all of it was like Chinese car companies. And this felt the same way, right? Most of it was like electric startup companies. And so we can talk about, we'll talk about the crazy trucks that we mm-hmm. saw. And there was one that especially stood out. But before we do that, let's talk about the ones that, you know, are not that crazy that, that you guys probably have heard of. But uh, it was my first time hands-on with the uh, Silverado ZR2. Um, and uh, they had the old Trail Boss there. So it was really cool where we could compare the, you know, the new Trail uh, Monster ZR2 versus the old Trail Boss mm-hmm. Uh uh, and there's a big difference in the interior. It's a little confusing because they're selling both at the same time. And both the same model year. Yeah, it's so, weird. So, yeah. So, right now, if you were ordering or if you're lucky enough as a dealer <laughs> to actually see a brand new 2022 Silverado or GMC truck for the Sierra, um, it's the, still the continuation of the previous generation, basically. So, still the same exterior, still the same interior, engines, etc. And then in March or April, the next generation 2022s are coming. So it's just been shifted a little bit um, towards, well, by a few months. And let's get real. You know, we've been doing the reporting. There's like 5,000 Silverados sitting on lots waiting for chips. Uh, So they got to sell a lot of the current truck before they get to the new. Still, yeah. 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 And then, uh, you know, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and we ran into him and uh, he was going to get the new uh, Silverado, and he was like, "Should I wait for the new interior?" And I said, "Yeah, wait for the new interior. It's yeah, it's it's, it's really gorgeous." But I, I don't think they'll have a problem selling those five thousand trucks. There's so much pent up demand right now. Right. Uh, but the interior, let's talk about it, right? So they made the screen much bigger. Anytime yeah. you make a screen bigger, the old one just seems like you know a postage stamp. Well, but it also, I mean, slightly different style as well. It's the new screen is horizontal. Yeah. Right. It's it's you know like Ram does vertical screens, and some well, others it's, do. It's a rectangle. Well, it's still, but it's a little bit narrow, and it's really, really landscape, uh, which I actually like. It, it's not bad, and but they touched all the surfaces, the dash, 
the seats and the side, you know, the door cards on the side, and it does look much better. But we saw it in the ZR2 truck, which yep. is their upcoming Silverado ZR2, the most off-road capable truck. Um, and of course, it, it was also luxurious, right? It had nice seats, stitching. Um, it had color. Like the biggest thing that struck me was, it had color. Was, yeah, that like the the Trail Boss. You sat in it. It was a sea of black. There was a little bit of like uh, you know, trim plastic chrome trim around the outside of the bezel uh, where the controls were but the rest of it was just a sea of black whereas uh, the ZR2 actually had color interior which was so striking and so much nicer right it didn't feel like you were like, like sitting in this dark cave mm -hmm. absolutely and of course the ZR2 is the truck uh, I cannot wait to drive next year yeah hopefully so, we'll get, yeah. We'll get behind the wheel so as you guys know of course, Ford makes the Raptor, uh, and uh, as we just said, Ram makes the TRX. Uh, but the Silverado ZR2 is kind of the, I would say, would you call it the Tremor Fighter? It's not, it, the problem is it only has, only has a 6.2 liter V8, which puts out 420 horsepower. But that's, a, that's a far cry from 702. Yeah, and it's also riding on 33s. Yeah. Right, so they updated the suspension on the ZR2. It's now the DSSV spool valve. Uh, Multimatic multi shocks, and but they didn't make it a full wide body. They made it slightly wider, slightly better as travel. Uh, but they put it on 33s, so it is kind of a tremor. So the F-150 tremor is also riding on 33s with a slight lift, um, and it's also kind of ish like a Ram Rebel, you know, maybe a little bit like a Ram Rebel GT competitor. But what it makes it unique and I think cooler, and that's why I can't wait to drive it, is two lockers. One in the front and one in the can, back. Can you share with me? Can you tell me when you're going to go drive it? Yeah. I don't know for sure yet, but but it's coming in April, so I'm hoping within March to April time frame. Okay, we'll be able so to. So not, not like next week. No, 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 it won't be next. Week. Okay, no. all right, all right. Of course, when there's a new Silverado ZR2, there's got to be the uh, you know the, the 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 mirror image in the Sierra AT4. X. Yes. Uh, so we, I didn't see that one. Was that was that there? I didn't see it. I don't, I don't think it was there. No. Uh, yeah. We either missed the GMC booth or, or GMC it wasn't, wasn't there. there. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the Hummer wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. I don't think GMC was there. Yeah. There were a lot of manufacturers who, who, di who did things around the show, like, for instance, BMW, but they weren't in the show, which was a little odd. And even like the Honda booth, I noticed that it wasn't actually Honda. It was Gilp Gilpin. That's the dealership. So and it was a small area. Yeah. yeah, so like the dealership had its own booth. It wasn't the manufacturer that had its booth. Um, so it was, you know, it was much different show from, from before COVID. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, Sierra. What is new with that, the so, AT4X? So the Sierra, it takes uh, where the ZR2 is, of course, you know, a little really butch and, and macho and off-road capable. It takes some of those elements, including the engine and the, some of the suspension, but takes the luxury to the next level, I would say. I saw it in person in Detroit. It wasn't here in Los Angeles. It wasn't at the LA Auto Show, but uh, the interior is the next level still. Uh, once again, updated. This is These are 2022 models. And what they did, they took the same shocks, the spool valve Multimatics, um, some of the same lockers, so front and rear lockers in 84X, and but left it on 32s for some reason. So they didn't upgrade the tires. Yeah, uh, GM needs to go uh, big or go home. I'm tired. <laughs> tired. Uh, get it? The boom, boom. Yeah, <laughs> small tires. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let's face it. Uh, there's like two things that off-road trucks are known for. Uh, horsepower and suspension 
Well, two, three things. Okay, three things, Andre. <laughs> there are three things: horsepower, suspension, and tires. Yeah, and you got to hit so, all three of them. So the tires are great, Duratrax, but still needs more meat, I would say. So once again, we want to drive this truck because of its tremendous interior and also probably a lot more comfort. All right, before we get to the trucks uh, that weren't there, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a break here uh, to talk about some of... Uh, actually, there's two more trucks that were there that we can talk about. And can we announce what is parked in our parking lot? Is it? Is it can we announce that I, now, I, finally? I think so. I it, think it was so. the show, too. So, so yeah. we're super excited. Uh, and thank you to our friends at Ram uh, for giving us, uh, I would say, longer-term-ish loan of a very special truck, which I think is kind of the... Uh, I'm going to call it the uh, bargain Kind of it, it can be un, under undervalued, underappreciated bargain because everybody, of course, wants a Rebel or a TRX, but this is the one uh, that's kind of flying under the radar. Uh, and uh, because of that, uh, we actually uh, requested one for a long-term review, and I'm talking three months here, so we we got it for three months, S- several months, yeah, yeah. That's and, fine. And, and you, Andre, just got. Uh, behind the wheel and went took it off-road uh, and so you actually just drove it it was also at the show so Andre what truck is that it's a Ram 1500 back country so it's a new package it's a trim level is it, it's basically well it's kind of a package you can add to another trim level right so for example uh, the truck we asked Ram and they graciously delivered uh, is a big horn which is kind of a not the base work truck but the next level above base um, and the Bighorn has this additional uh, backcountry package, which is exactly $2,695. And it pr- gives you a couple things. It gives you appearance, so special, uh, well, painted grill, uh, two-tone uh, exterior where the bumpers are blacked out, and then the rest of the truck is in a different color. It, has, it gives you blacked-out wheels, uh, off-road tires, in this case, Falcon Wild Peaks all-terrains. But it also gives you... Uh, uh, one-inch lift yep. over a regular uh, Ram 1500. It gives you skid plates, gives you a rear locker. Ooh, of course, that's four a low. one. Boom, boom. That's the that's the one I was waiting for. Rear locker. locker. Yeah, yes. So it's like, so it's like a, you know, it's like a Rebel Light. It kind of is. Uh, yeah. But the tires are 32s. So the tire, the Rebel is on 33s. So this is not quite the Rebel. But if you're careful with options, if you don't click every box, uh, you can be in this backcountry truck which is a crew cab, you know, with a five and a half foot bed for under 50 grand. Nice. But ours, of course, has a little bit more options. How much is ours? 56. Yeah, you know, today, so, uh, like a year ago, I was like, but today I'm like, you know. <laughs> well, with $20,000 markups on everything. I know. I'll take it, dude. I'll take yeah. it. Um, and so what's it like? Is it What's it like to drive? So, once again, uh, Hemi Power, yeah. which is Pretty cool. Does, does it have the e-torque or no uh, e-torque? It does have e-torque. Okay. Ours does have e-torque. And it's uh, in the color we got was Delmonico red. Like a dark burgundy it's red. It's a dark red. Uh, it doesn't pop quite as much as I was thinking it would pop in the sunlight, but still looks really, really classy. It's like somebody uh, spilled a Pinot. That's what it looks like. Hmm, yeah. Or yeah, ma- maybe a Merlot. Maybe it's more like a yeah, Merlot. Mer- yeah, yeah. Merlot. Like, it looks like if you spilled it's, a Merlot, that's what it would look like. It's a burgundy like. color. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, it, you know, so, well, I don't want to disclose everything because I just took it off-road. Okay, so don't disclose uh, it. Uh, We're going to do a whole video on it. Yeah, so, yeah, so. TFL off-road is going to have all of it. But, guys, I mean, if you've driven a Ram 1500 four-wheel drive with an off-road package, it's very similar to that. But it just has the protection, you know, the skid plates, the rear locker. It has a little bit more to get you a little bit further on the trail. 
Yeah, and then uh, the other vehicle that uh, was there, which was pretty cool, and, and a friend of mine, uh, another journalist, is just buying this. It's his first new vehicle and his first new truck. So he's gone right from uh, he bought his. He bought stuff for his wife, but he bought the Rebel GT, which is I was thinking about the Rebel GT. It's kind of an interesting um, mix of features, right? It's kind of like the off-road truck for the urban dweller. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like it's like the truck if you don't want the full on. If you live in a well, city or if you live, you know, in the suburbs and you don't need all the rebel stuff, and you want it to look badass but still look kind of off roady, uh, that's the one to get. And it's also kind of a TRX light in a way. Yeah. Right. Because uh, what the GT package gives you, so stuff like uh, the console shifter the, out of the TRX, uh, right? Because other trucks like this backcountry uh, we just talked about has the knob selector for the transmission. Um, it gives you paddle shifters. Yeah. So it gives you like, um, I think some of them include like Mopar exhaust so you can hear the engine yeah, better. Yeah, Mopar exhaust, exactly right. Uh, Mopar intake. Mopar air intake, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so it gets, it gets you all like, those like, things. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, you know, the city uh, country truck, the city off-road truck. Yeah, so yeah. it's a little bit nicer. Because yeah. it's more, you know, GT. I mean, it's like it's, it, it can go off-road, but, yeah. it, you know, it's got more power and more like uh, – uh, more sound. Cajonas, as yeah. Nathan would say. <laughs> more, more sound, definitely. Yeah, than a regular uh, Rebel. All right, so let's talk about some of the goofy trucks, <laughs> crazy trucks we saw at the show. Andre was so psyched to go see the UAZ. What were they called, those, those things? Well, it's called the Bremach SUV. Uh, and I uh, did a video on it. Uh, and so this is yes. UAZ, which is a company uh, that builds his... Uh, um, well, the Buhanka, yeah, Buhanka. Uh, is a UAZ. It's a Russian company. Yep. Um, and then, so what happened was UAZ also overseas in, in Europe and some other markets, they have uh, what's called a Patriot SUV. Yep. So it's basically a two-row, four-door, four-wheel drive SUV. And also there's a pickup truck version of it. Pickup truck didn't make it to the show. You know why? Why? Uh, according to the people at Bremach, yeah. it was sitting in a container in a ship about two miles away from the show. Ouch! Sorry, guys. That so sucks. they were shipping it and got stuck on the ship on a ship that wasn't being unloaded. Um, so that was unfortunate. But anyway, uh, what they did, what Bremach did, they took the Patriot from the well from the Russian manufacturer and they gave it. So they made it U.S. emissions legal. Okay. Uh, they rated it with the EPA yeah. uh, for fuel efficiency. And they made it, uh, you know, safety regulation compliant. So it has, you know, uh, safety uh, equipment, including airbags. And they're going to sell it uh, in the U.S., which is, I was surprised by. Uh, yeah, so I was not impressed, Andre. Okay. Yeah. I, I went inside of one and the plastics were like 20 years old. It smelled like a Russian cat house. I don't know, somebody <laughs> had used way too much perfume. The design was, uh, you know, uh, goofy at best and uh, amateurish at worst. Uh, and then I talked to a bunch of people about it and they said, you know, the, the underpinnings of it are really good, uh, but like everything on top isn't. Uh, you know, the, 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 like I, I got this bad feeling that, that your legs are going to be the crumple zone in the thing. You know, so it's very robust and good off-road, but like like I really felt like I was in a 20-year-old Suzuki. You know what it had? I said it. What, what did it have? In, a price tag of 31000 No, 26.4 it starts at. But the one that was there is 31. 31, yes. Yeah. Uh, it has an air-chilled glove box. Are you impressed now? No, no. Okay. Did they forget oh, to oh. did they forget to like put, fill the hole in the firewall? 
No, there's... <laughs> For the foot, like a in the checkboard spunt, a plug in. <laughs> so when you drive along, it wafts air. No, apparently it's supposed to have chilled. Uh, you know, our Turag had not not a chilled, but air conditioned glove box. This has been this has been yeah, around a long time. Yeah, so so no big deal. You run a vent from the air anyway, conditioner to the glove it, box. It does have. It did have heated seats <laughs> and heated steering wheel, which is important in Siberia or. In maybe Colorado or winters, uh, or Canada. I don't know, dude. So, so you, you did no, the no. video. I, I was like, I was like, you know, the, here, here's, I'll, give, I, I'll, I'll tell you what happened when I was in Detroit like 10 years ago. There were, I, I there were like two, maybe two dozen Chinese companies, right? I'm talking big companies that now build a lot of cars, like Geely, like Build Your Dreams, like Great Wall, right? They were showing all these. Electric SUVs cars and, and other yeah, SUVs yeah. that were going to swamp America. And only one of those companies, Andre, actually brought a car to market. And that was a company called Coda, right? And it was an electric car that had uh, lead-acid batteries. And, and a it's now gone, of course. Yeah, a range of like 50 miles. Yeah. That was the only company out of all that all that like hype at the show that actually you know showed up. And I got a bad feeling that this is exactly what we were seeing at the LA show. There were all these companies, and by far the coolest truck I saw what was it called Edison First or First Edison Future? Edison Future, yeah. yeah. Which which yeah. we saw this truck, and I was like, it was veiled up, and I was like, this thing is massive, right? Yeah, under veil, it was incredibly huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's I think it's bigger, longer than a, a heavy duty truck. Well, it's longer than the heavy duty truck, yeah. like with an eight foot bed, and it's just as wide, yeah. and maybe it's taller. What's you know, it called? The EF one dash T. One dash T. Another silly name. Why couldn't it have like a Brutus? Or, I don't know. And I'm sick of something. Why Edison first, and why Tesla, and why what's <laughs> Nikola. the other one? Look, Nikola. Yeah. What? What? Every every guy who ever touched electricity, you got to name a car and truck company after him. I guess that's the hip thing to do. Find a woman. So, There's got to be some woman who has you know at least be original. There's got to be some woman who you know is. Was famous, a pioneer, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the electrical field. Doesn't so, have to be first like of all, old. I I, I want to say I I'm not endorsing uh, Bremach, yeah, uh, because I haven't driven one, right? And obviously, so we don't know exactly. They said it's going to go on sale next year. Uh, this company, Edison Future, I, I that, guess Bremach. I was doing some research. They have dealers. They, they have, said they have like two dozen dealers or something. Like uh, that. Brick and mortar. Yeah, they were very proud of that. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was so, like, so yeah, you uh, go your own way. Don't don't do what Tesla and Rivian are doing. Even though uh, Rivian is now worth more than Honda, <laughs> or GM, or Ford, uh, on the on the market, yes. So so obviously we need to test a Brimac, right? Oh, uh, sorry, when I, I, I keep ahead. interrupting you. But when I let me just clarify, what I mean by that is they're selling direct to customers. That's what I mean. Don't do what Rivian and Tesla exactly do. Do what? Thank do, you. Do what the rest of the companies are doing. But but Bremach is doing the traditional model, right? They're opening dealerships and which is expensive, dude. I don't know, uh, dude. I felt bad for those guys. They were they, they were like one step away from being next to the toilet. <laughs> they weren't in the actual show. <laughs> they were. They were. It wasn't okay. The the the, the it was at the Edison, entrance. That is okay? the first was under the escalator, which was you know. It's not grand, but at least you're on your way into the show, right? These guys no. were like up down a side hall, almost by the toilet. 
I don't know. Edison Future was in the darkness underneath the escalators. <laughs> so we had to bring lights. We didn't have appropriate lights to show their trucks. Anyway, it wasn't. Anyway, a badass truck. When they unveiled it, I was like, holy cannoli. It was riding on 37s, off-road tires. It's an electric truck, of course. Uh, Bermach isn't, traditional. Bermach isn't, yes. Uh, but uh, very few details. You know, the only thing we got out of them was maybe that it was going to be built by 2025. But uh, it was really, if they can build that truck, I, I, I would say to me that was the most interesting design there. It was a, you got to see it. It's hard for us to describe it. But go to TFL now. Uh, on we YouTube. have a video about yeah, it. Yeah. And watch the video. I, I and, won't do it justice. Uh, and Roman almost broke the you truck. You can watch me break the truck. <laughs> It's, it's like what the only existing model. It's like a million dollars probably. Yeah, exactly. See, it's cool. Seating for six. Yeah. You know, uh, cameras. Like for, luxury leather everywhere. They let you sit in it, but you had to take your shoes off. That was hilarious. Right. And I couldn't touch anything when I sat down. Uh, but it's a concept, guys. Okay. It's a concept. They also had a kind of a van, a commercial van version of this Edison Future vehicle. Um, and... and and there's some specs. I mean, they, they announced some specs, but once again, it's like four years away. Will it happen or will it not happen? Yeah, the, so it was funny. I was there with Andre, and one, on one side was Porsche, right, yes. uh, which had the GT3 and, and these other really cool cars. And on the other side was, uh, you know, this Edison First, right? And I'm like, uh, to the right, we have a truck uh, that I'll never be able to buy because it doesn't exist. Yeah. And to my left, we have real cars that I'll never ever be able to buy because I can't afford them. <laughs> or they're so hard to get, it's impossible. Or they're unobtainium because yeah. they're, they're not gettable, right? You got you got to get a, a, a allocation for a GT3. So, so we I, was like, stuck. I was like, hey, you know, both of these things are here, but, but let's not here. It. Not here. Am I, you know, so it's it's hard to do videos and get excited about you know something that that that, that is unobtainium. You know, yeah. you did a good job with your Porsche videos. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was excited. Uh, the GT4 RS is the hottest Cayman ever so far, and it's, of course, taken on the 911. And the, and the Taycan GTS uh, Sport Turismo hey, is you, like the going, slammed wagon. Are you, are you treading on TFL? Uh Car, car talk? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we, we will... Uh, these, people, these people want to hear about trucks. They don't want to hear about expensive Porsches. Let's move on. Let's talk about trucks. <laughs> let's talk more about trucks. Let's move on. All right. Two. Uh, two. Uh, so we introduced on TFL Truck Channel that uh, we're going to have a long-term Tundra. Yes, right? it's getting close. Uh, it's getting close. They emailed us today. They want to know what airport we want to fly into. Yes. Or we're going to fly into to pick it up in Texas. And we're buying them. We're buying it. We should have asked. We should have asked if it was built. You gotta turn your phone off, dude. Oh, sorry. I'm getting a call from my wife. <laughs> you want to answer it? And I'll just no. keep. I'll keep. I'll, I'll keep no. busy. No, I, I won't answer it. All right. Um, I've got like phone calls over there. I just put over there. Sorry, I wasn't on the mute. Uh, and we just introduced the second long-term truck, which is the Ram Backcountry. Yes. We have a third long-term truck. Which we won't tell you on this podcast. We won't. No, no. We're okay. gonna do we're a video on that. We gotta surprise them. Uh, that's coming that's a little coming bit later. Soon too. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I did want to talk about uh, for next year, the trucks we're looking forward to, is the Tundra TRD Pro. Yeah. Because it's not available yet because it's a hybrid, and the hybrids are coming next year in about March to April once again. Do you think our truck was built? Do you think that's why they emailed us to see what airport? I, I promise you, it's going to be done. And you're, are you going? Are you going anywhere for Thanksgiving? 
Are you? Apparently, I'm going to Houston to get a truck. Do you have plans? Are you going down to no. New Mexico? No, I'm, I'm not actually. So I'm, ar- I'm around. Okay. So that could work out very nicely. If I, that remember, was I had to pick up the TRX on uh, New Year's Eve. So literally, now, now it's your yes. turn. <laughs> Uh, now I'm going to get it on the turkey day. Of course. Uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. And I'll be giving thanks to, to everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, it might be built. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. They just probably need to get it close. But TRD Pro is coming next year. Hybrids are not available yet. So we'll be able to you know, talk more about that next year. All right. And then the next one that we're looking forward to, which I actually saw at the Overland Expo, is the Nissan uh I guess you mean the frontier with the off-road accessories. No, I just mean all Nismo off-road accessories. Just like, uh, just like you be, hope you're looking be, forward to, like, be, be, because like, like, like an LED light, a sidestep, well, no, it <laughs> <laughs> a no, hitch. No, no, here's the thing, right? The Nissan Frontier Pro 4X is here. Yeah. The Nissan Titan Pro 4X is here, but they could be improved, and I'm hoping that Nismo off-road parts, which includes suspension upgrades, shocks. Like you said, sidesteps, lights, bumpers. I'm hoping, uh, first of all, they're factory approved. They're factory tested, uh, can be warranted. Uh, Is Nissan paying you? Is there something I should know, Andre? No. This sounds like a commercial. Well, I'm looking forward to, uh, I want Nissan to be successful. (laughs) Like, like, and just call 888 (laughs) Nissan Nismo and get yours today. Use the code TFL. Yeah, <laughs> no, no I, I want Nissan. They're struggling. They're they're the last place um, for look, Titan. Look, you know, I had this, okay. once again. I had another conversation, right? Uh, Nissan, uh, it, you're right. They're struggling with the Titan. There are rumors that it's going away. I hate to, I hate, you know, I hate to hear that. It's great you go down to Nashville and there's Titans everywhere, but in the rest of the country, they're far and few between. But it's a good truck. It's a solid truck. It's a value truck. Uh, for sure, right? Yeah, uh, good value. And, and uh, you know, most most uh, powerful truck in its class. With are the, you doing a commercial? now? No, I'm not doing a commercial. Okay, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to list the good things. Yes. Um, because I'd hate to have it go away. Uh, but and here's here's the but. There was a but coming. You knew that, right? But I think the mistake they made was when they introduced the Nissan um, Titan Warrior concept. They didn't run with it. There was that was years ago. I know, I know yeah. that was years ago. But that was there was so much like hype around that truck. If they had like they had bottled magic, right? And if they had ran with it, then I think we'd be we would be talking about like the Titan potentially going, going away. away. Yeah. We'd be talking about like a you know a much bigger Titan now, um, or a challenging Tundra or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that Which, you know that was the butt. Yeah, and my butt is that Nismo off-road accessories maybe could elevate the Titan and or Frontier to the next levels. So that's what I'm hoping. I think they're doing really well with the new Frontier. I think I, Frontier seen, is selling well. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of them out there. I, I like you know it, the, the design, which is inspired by the Warrior concept. Once again, once yes. again, yeah, is is you know dead on. Uh, and I see them on the road, and I think they're handsome trucks. Uh, and I think that Nissan is selling you know as many as they can build. Yeah, so there's a couple more trucks that are coming next year, not available yet now, but are coming that I think, well, I, I cannot wait to drive because they're important. Actually, on the next one, you have put down money on this truck. I reserved it. You reserved it? I, yeah, you're, yes. you're a reservation holder, and that, yeah. of course, is what, Andre? It's a Ford F-150 Lightning. There's oh. a lot of reservation holders, though. 
160,000 people. Were you first? Were you one of the first? Well, I'm hoping. I don't yeah. know if I'm first. But I mean, were um, you, did you do it like right yeah, away? Yeah, I did it during oh. the debut. Dude, you rock. Um, so I d- uh, what, do you know why I did it? Why? Well, because I'm a managing editor of TFL Truck. And I actually have, I think, five reservations for different vehicles that don't exist. I know you have a canoe, too, right? You told me that. <laughs> yes. So I, I reserved a canoe. <laughs> Not a canoe. <laughs> it's just like, a, it's just another, once again, there's a video that I did on TikTok. It's a people mover uh, kind of. Uh, it's a, it's, it's a, not a boat. It's it, Imagine a canoe. If you turn it upside down, it looks the same from the front and from the back. This is what this is. And they're supposed to go into production next year. Uh, and we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> if so. It's an all-electric, kind of a minivan, basically. Yeah. Um, but I really wanted the canoe pickup truck, which is still years away, so I, I'm not able to reserve it. I uh, reserved, well, originally when you were um, at the event for the Cybertruck, yeah. I put my reservation in. Good for you, Andre. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you for doing that. And, and the Lightning. Yeah. So I want to have my pulse, uh, my finger on the pulse of all this stuff. And fortunately, I can afford, what, three or $400 uh, to do that, it. That so. should be refundable, right, for the most yeah. part? Yeah. Um, and uh, what else did I reserve? I don't know. You surprised uh, me with this, and I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon. Well, we have many surprises during the show, guys. And I also reserved a car which we won't talk about now, but it's an Aptera electric three-wheeler. Oh, you yeah. Know, one know, of those, yeah, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, one of those teardrop-looking Yeah, they're built out uh, uh, either in Seattle or Portland, yeah. Um, so, but that's still a long shot as well. Anyway, can we move on to the yeah. next one? Yeah, let's go on to the next one. Uh, so, uh, we, we, and we didn't finish the Lightning. Of course, the Lightning is Ford's electric truck, uh, you know, built on the F-150 brand, uh, and it got, it's got everybody excited, but once again, we're probably looking at least six months, more like probably eight months before it's out there. Well, they were saying like spring of 2022, yeah. but and uh, according to Ford, you know, the factories already kind of churning first prototypes out. So I hope they, to make they, it. They seems to be. Uh, there was one at the show in Los Angeles. Yeah, but they have their hands full with the Bronco and now the Maverick, so you know, it's it's a lot of trucks for Ford. Yeah, a lot of vehicles, period. Yeah. Um, and then, do you have a reservation for the Ford Raptor R? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think there's even a reservation possible on that one. No, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. Uh, the Raptor R is coming. Ford said it is coming. It will debut next year. Uh, I put it on this list because, well, it's significant because the TRX is here. The new third-gen Raptor is here. But it's not a V8. It doesn't have as much power. So the Raptor R is promising to have the power um, to beat or compete against the TRX. Ford's been very quiet, um, you know, with that. They haven't. They haven't. Well, they're busy with everything else. Yeah, the one that they're also busy with is the Bronco Raptor, which they're also teased. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, there's <laughs> Ford's got its handful for sure. And then of course the last one on this list, uh, which should be, well, we thought it was going to be actually delivered by the end of the year to buyers, but it may not be. The GMC Hummer EV, the latest we've heard about that is that they auctioned one off for like $2.6 for charity, uh, and I think they're going to build that one and deliver it, but it probably like deliveries won't start on the Hummer EV until next year. That's kind of the, the rumor is, is that in force, you know, in, in significant numbers, it won't be available And there's like, until. I think, what, 2,500 first editions or something like that? I don't know if they announced the exact number, uh, but it was sold out. Yeah, all so maybe they didn't announce it. Yeah, all one hundred and twelve thousand dollars worth. Uh, all of them were reserved, or yeah, 
spoken for. And all are so white. So you, if you like your yeah. chunk white, it's well, NASA. What's up, what's up with that? It, it was their moonshot. So they, 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 oh. they've got this moonshot theme. So, you know, and the moon sense. boots uh, imprinted. And, there is, and then there's also a topographical map of the moon. Yeah, uh, everywhere. In, in, the, in, the, uh, in the floor mat. I just got to drive it. I was really blown away by it. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be cool. Uh, it'll be expensive. Uh, and we'll see, uh, you know, what, what happens. Uh, you know, we, we'd love to put Rivian on this list, uh, but uh, they've gone quiet on us again, haven't they, Andre? Yeah, we, we haven't heard much from Rivian. We spoke with them. I spoke with them. Yeah, and they said uh, they get back to you in crickets. Yeah, and then they said, you know, we'll, you know just we'll get back to you later. That's basically Did they ever get back to you? No. No, never? No. First, they said they'd get back to you in a week, and then what happened? And I, and I, I checked in with them. Yeah, uh, I, I emailed again. And they yeah. said, "Yeah, we don't have a truck yet because we, uh, we we want to compare it against yeah, other yeah. trucks." Yeah, we want to. We want. Uh, and they said, "You know, stay tuned, yeah. basically." And then I emailed again. This was three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and then quiet. Yeah, I, I just so, think that I think that means you know, uh, gosh, Rivian, you know. Uh, I, I'm like like Kyle has just reviewed it. You know the other guy here in Colorado, uh, Robbie has reviewed it. It seems like you know um, they're giving us uh, the cold shoulder, and I, I hate being overlooked. I hate you guys being overlooked. Uh, nobody likes to be overlooked, Andre. Well, people say I, you know people say like like I I I get angry, but it's not anger. It's just disappointment. I really you know I, I really, am also disappointed. I hate yeah. being overlooked. It's just like we've got the biggest truck YouTube channel. Uh, by far, you know, tens of millions of you watch our videos. We do the, the, the most thorough, I should say Andre does the most thorough and most meaningful actual real truck testing. And let me, let's talk about that for a second because once again, this is something else I was talking about with people at the show. Right? It, it's, it's relatively painless for a manufacturer to give a truck to, you know, an automotive journalist who doesn't specialize in trucks, and they drive around in it, and then they come back and they say it drives like, you know... A sports car a sp or whatever. Or, yeah, or, you know, or I like the fact that there's, you know, a big uh, glove box or... And or I'm a flashlight in the door. Yeah, I'm not trying to diss the automotive journalist community. Well, maybe I am, I guess, like, to be honest. But, ooh. Uh, uh, ooh. but let's face it, Andre, we specialize in trucks. You know, we understand. I, I, I would be willing to bet that some of my colleagues would not know the difference between payload and tongue weight. So, and I, I, I put money on that. I'm not it, saying they're bad journalists. I'm just saying no, they don't specialize in trucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about trucks is they're tools, right? People don't buy them for, for you know, to go around a racetrack. Utility machines. Yeah. Right. It's the biggest, Ram, you know, has this commercial, biggest tool in your toolbox. And it's true, right? Uh, and, and what, the buff books at some point when before they you know got flushed down the toilet i'm talking about car and driver road track i mean they're still around but they're just kind of the, the former shadows of themselves right they're no longer you know uh, uh they don't have well, the subscribers as they yeah. used to be yeah so what they used to do and what an automotive journalist should do is they should be out there you know holding the manufacturer's feet to the fire so if the manufacturer says you know this truck will tow this much then you got to go and test it. That's what that's what you do. Put a trailer on Put it. Put a trailer on if it. If it says you know it will go this far, yeah, you go that far. Or if it says this is a fuel economy, then you go. Or if it's a heavy duty truck, you actually figure out the fuel economy because it's not rated, right? Right. Uh, and we do that. And I, I think that the manufacturers, uh, some of them, I shouldn't say all of them, some appreciate it. So you know, we've had great Many relationships oh, with absolutely with manufacturers where where they actually have used our testing, and then improve the truck because of it. And that's a, that's the way the relationship is the best. 
But I think I think the the other side of that coin is they're afraid of that kind of testing, because they're so, afraid, they're afraid that they're, it's going to expose I guess weaknesses or things that that you know they don't they'd rather not discuss right they'd rather be like hey look at all the sh- look look you know in the case of Rivian right I kind of feel like it's hey look at this five thousand dollar you know kitchen. kitchen that we've put into the truck but don't look over here when you want to tow right right yeah. well to this day. Uh, and I think I was looking today even, um, nobody, no other independent uh, outlet has towed with this truck. Yeah, yeah. and I we mean, do that. And, and, you know, Edmunds did a wonderful, actually, a test yeah. with it. They did uh, a good test. Yeah, Edmunds did a really good test. They yeah, they did test. 0 to 60. And, and they, did, they did like, you know, you're right. Uh, the, so they did 0 to 60. They did uh, some other uh, range testing. I think they I skipped did, that stuff. They didn't t- talk about charging, right. which I found weird. Yeah. Um, and also, but they never told with it. Uh, they said they had limited time with the truck, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so we asked for towing, and it's not here. So and the other thing, you know, they had this program here, and it was it was hard off roading, right? But you know, Andre, uh, uh, you know, I always say this when we do an off road review: the manufacturer is not going to take you on a course that they haven't done that the truck can't do. You know, so yeah, so yeah, so you know, it was pre run. It, it was, was pre run. It was you know pre tested, and then everybody who went on the program was like, "Wow, this thing is really good." Without that little caveat, like, "Hey, they did this." This was an event. This was an event that they that they, that they that they that they drove a lot of Rivians up on before any journalist got got a, got a, got their hands on it, uh, and they seem to forget that part. So um, you know, I don't know. The world is changing, dude. Uh, I, I'm going to throw it out there again to Rivian. Um, you know, your PR team. I know in PR sometimes not. PR, they don't like to say no. Sometimes they just, you know, go quiet. But I'll throw a challenge out there. If you guys uh, appreciate what we do, uh, and if you appreciate the viewers that we have uh, and the readers that we have, uh, you know, we would love to get a truck and actually test it. Uh, and we're going to be fair, right? We're going to be fair like we are with every other truck. And we're yeah. going to tow with it. We're going to take it off-road. We're going to, you know, check out the payload. Uh, we might even beat the TRX in the drag race. It might, yeah. We might, yeah. you know, we might. That's a... <laughs> On paper, you know, if we it drag should. race the two, it should. You know, yeah. that's a hell of a video, and that's a hell of a you know feather in the Rivian's cap. Uh, so I don't know. I, I was I, I, I was talking to other journalists, and they said, yeah, Rivian just wanted to give it to like uh, techie people, but. Dude, we've owned the Model X, the Model Y, the Model 3, uh, the Spark EV, uh, the Smart EV, the BMW i3, uh, the Mini SE. I don't know anybody else who has owned as many electric vehicles in the last two years as us. Maybe, you know, our, our title isn't, you know, maybe we should start TFL uh, <laughs> EV. EV, but I figure TFL car is going to turn into TFL EV, yeah. so, so why? But uh, Totally. So, so anyway, yeah, you know, we, we, we know as much about electric vehicles as there is a no. We speak electric, so yeah. And we have the audience for it, so bring it on, please. Yeah, and this is all open to everybody. Yeah, the, yeah, imitation, same not, thing to GMC with the Hummer. Yeah, uh, same thing. Which they're yeah. also not coming this year uh, thing to, to our testing. Yeah, so we're trying to do, you know, uh, truck of the year testing, and, and GMC also declined to come, unfortunately, uh, with the EV. Uh, uh, and, you know, we, we opened the door to, to Edison first, whoever wants to give us a truck. Uh, Edison, are you listening? Yeah, you there? Uh, and I'm sorry, I so broke the tailgate. I didn't mean. I just thought it was. Good. I I don't think I it's broken. It was still. It's closed uh, uh, after I'm you sorry, lowered but it. I felt so bad about that. No, what but I, look, what I did was you're not going to watch the video. Just opened it. I opened yeah. the tailgate, and it was. I was expecting it to be dampened, which it wasn't. 
uh, and it was crazy heavy, and it just, and it just fell down. It just yeah. slammed. Just went, <laughs> and you know, and I forgot it was a concept truck. These things are built with care and are very delicate, uh, and you know, you have to take care around them. And I, 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 I just immediately. Well, we were filming. We were in a hurry. I was filming. Yeah. We were tired, and so I, I, I deeply apologize, guys. I, I know how valuable these things are. So please, please, please forgive me. You know me. That what the most popular comment on that video is? <laughs> that we just got blacklisted from uh, Edison. <laughs> Another one. Edison Future. You know, Andre, so, I'm going to go with, if you're not at least, you know, blacklisted by one manufacturer, you're probably you're not, not doing, doing something You're right. not doing your job. Then you're just doing, you know, basically automotive marketing. Yeah. So uh, talking about marketing, uh, there's several trucks that we haven't seen yet. Uh, do you want to, I want to just quickly run down the list. Yeah, some of these, these are, 20, are the debuts that are coming. Yeah, some of these are 2023. So yeah. let's look far ahead. Let's actually look past maybe even 2022. Yeah, let's much further. All right, go for it. So dude. in January, uh, Chevrolet announced that, that they're going to show a concept Silverado Electric. Silverado EV is coming to CES. Um, so I'm hoping that I can be there in person and actually show it to you guys. I'm looking forward to that. Um, they're a little bit later because Ford Lightning is already, you know, prototypes are everywhere and they're kind of have big presence. And wasn't it supposed to be a fleet truck initially? B both. both. So okay. they're, they're, they're talking about having a fleet version of it and also kind of a luxury truck version of it. Um, the luxury truck is supposed to have like this panoramic glass roof um, on it. It should be interesting. So basically, I think, you know, the experience they've gained by the Hummer EV, then they'll Use it could and it'll it'll, it'll hopefully this. flow into the uh, Silverado EV and hopefully be more affordable, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Be because the GMC Hummer is not affordable. I mean, they're kind of late to the game, honestly. I would say so. Yeah, and you know, not claim to talk about Ram. Well, uh, Edison late. Future has already announced a show uh, that I truck. Know. Ram so, Ram has got to come up with something electric. They do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Mean, I'm sure they know it. Uh, well, so remember, Ram said uh, 2024 or a little bit past that they're gonna have a. Uh, they said as you know, segment setting or segment leading electric vehicle, mm. but we haven't seen a version of it. Well, uh, you, we haven't seen the concept. Well, you know, most manufacturers work like five years ahead, right? Yes. Uh, so if it's twenty twenty four and we're twenty twenty one, that means that they got they're pretty late to the game. Yes. Well, they probably still have something behind closed doors, but they haven't shown maybe, it. Maybe, to us. maybe they'll just you know spring something on us. Uh, they announced that they uh, partnered with. Uh, one of the major battery manufacturers to build batteries. So that's a good first sign that they're actually... And, and you guys may be thinking, I don't want an electric truck. Why are you so you know, hard on manufacturers that, that aren't going electric? Because the industry is going electric. You know, We're close enough to it that you know, the politics of it are such. Uh, the uh, consumers maybe, maybe aren't there, but... Uh, well, dude, so, fuel in LA was $5 plus wow. yeah. per gallon. And so, by the way, the, uh, you, gotta, you guys got to watch this. The coolest truck that we saw at the LA Auto Show was the uh, fuel cell hydrogen-powered Hyundai. That semi, was semi, semi truck. Yeah. Please go watch that video. It's over at TFL now. I was watching. It wasn't getting that many views, but by far the most fascinating uh, truck there. Uh, and it was a big rig. And hopefully, if we get a hold of him, Andre will get to drive it because he's got a CDL. So Yeah, it's a, it's a Hyundai Exient uh, fuel cell. Yeah, way cool. It That's uses, what it's called. It uses two Nexo fuel cells. Yeah, and it's gigantic. It's, it's huge. And unlike the Toyota uh, hydrogen truck, which, you know, was at LA a couple of years ago, which you're using for, like, short haul, like, like you know, from like the port. port of Los Angeles yeah. to move those containers to the distribution center. This thing is a long-haul truck that's already being run in, uh, like, Switzerland. Uh, and on a full... 
tank of hydrogen, it gets 500 miles, right, of range? Of range, yeah. Yeah. Which is really good. I yeah. mean, not maybe diesel numbers, but still really, really good. And the coolest thing that the guy told us, the, the guy, the product specialist on that truck, was that in Switzerland, where the companies run this thing, uh, drivers are applying by the hordes because they want to drive this truck because it doesn't have that diesel clatter, right? It's just... It's quiet. It's and, perfectly yeah. quiet. So yeah. all you get is that, like, without all the rest of it. Yeah, the, the air systems are still there. there yeah, but, 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 but the, you don't get... But the, diesel, <laughs> but the diesel is not there. Yeah, which would be cool. And they said they're much more relaxed. They come home much less tired. Of course, Switzerland's a tiny country, so they're not, you know... They're not going far away. No, I think it's like the size of, like, Vermont or something. <laughs> there you go. So, and then also next year is kind of going to be the year of debuts of mid-sized trucks, right? Because every company, almost, I can think of, uh, that makes a pickup truck in the mid-sized segment... Uh, well, yes, currently, uh, we'll have something new. And I'm talking about the new 2023 Chevy Colorado, including the ZR2. We have some prototype images already out there in the video. Uh, what, was the it rolling on? what was it rolling on, Andre? On 33s. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was so, cool. so larger than now, so the tires are bigger. Uh, new Ford Ranger is supposed got, to come. And we've got pictures of that as well. Yes, and uh, you saw it in the mountains even. I saw it in the uh, mountains, yeah. yeah. Uh, Toyota Tacoma, We haven't got any pictures of that. Yes. Uh, well, one, maybe. Maybe one, right? No, you, you and Nathan did the video on the Tacoma. Yeah, maybe. Um, and this was in Vegas. Um, yeah. um, one of you guys actually saw the prototype. So a lot of them are coming next year for debuts. They may not be on sale, you know, in the beginning of the year, maybe later next year. And also heavy-duty trucks prototypes have been showing up yeah you know we, we've had uh very little hd coverage because there's been you know outside of like ford with the uh godzilla 20 super duty yeah, yeah the 250 there hasn't been, that we had there hasn't been a lot of news right cummins has been kind of quiet with ram uh duramax has been kind of quiet in the last year or so over yeah COVID. and very minor changes for 2022 2023 may see some redesigns yeah and maybe a little bit beyond it so uh, we're looking further into the future, so that's coming, and that's why we haven't done heavy-duty trucks. Is because they're also not in the fleets. Right? Yeah, the, the last we, like the last yeah. big change was the Tremor. I think Ford bringing out the, the diesel uh, Super Duty Tremor, uh, but we were just like I said at the show, and they had a power wagon there still, which is you know, which is the current one. Definitely needs a redesign at this point. You know, with Ford coming out with the diesel. Yeah, it needs some another punch, another yeah. another maybe a new style or something. Yeah, so not much in the heavy duty world, but certainly a lot in the uh, in the midsize in the midsize world. And of course, you know um, the, the 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 truck that we have parked out there right now is a Maverick. And let's close up on that, Andre. Uh, you, we've had it now for uh, two weeks. Uh, you've had a chance to drive it home uh, and live with it. What do you think of the Maverick? And tell me which one we have. So we have the hybrid yeah. uh, XLT, which is a mid grade basically for the Maverick. Uh, it's front wheel drive only. It has this kind of unique ECVT, which is using planetary gearing, not belts. Nonetheless, it acts like a CVT. Sounds uh, like a CVT. When you're sounds like a it. CVT. Uh, we did the Night Gauntlet, which was uh, a lot of you guys already watched it. It actually performed really well. Um, and me, I, I talked to Nathan. You did you drive it for a couple of days or no? I didn't drive it for a couple of days. I did drive it around town. I did okay. kind of do some errands with it. I I a, think it's a for twenty six grand. I think twenty seven grand at ours, the one we have on loan. Uh, I think it's a great deal. It's pretty comfortable. It's you know you could sit five people in there or maybe four at least. Uh, two okay. rows of seats. I give you my quick review of it. Can I do uh, that? Uh, yes. 
Right, here's Roman, quick review of the new Maverick. Yeah. So um, I'll start with the good. Uh, the good is uh, the styling, the size, uh, the interior comfort, uh, like one of my favorite features, of course, are the doors where they've cut out the armrest so you could put big bottles in. I like the fact that they've put splashes of color everywhere to, to kind of, you know, liven up what could be a very dull cabin. I also like the fact that in the, in the bed, you can take two by fours and build your own bike rack and there's videos out there. Uh, I do like, um, just the general kind of happy-go-luckiness of it, right? It's just a very easy vehicle to drive. I could see like people who aren't truck people zipping around town with it, not feeling like they're having to steer the uh, queen. Mary around a corner. Um, I also like the fact that there's plenty of seat room in the back for big guys like me and you. We sat in the back. That's really nice. Um, I do also enjoy um, the seat comfort of it. Uh, usually, when you get into a little bit, you know, nineteen thousand dollars trucks, which is what it starts at, right? The padding really gets, rock hard, right? Yeah, the padding gets a little thin, and, and it's really cushy and comfy. Uh, in general, most of the plastics, you know, if they're not soft, uh, they're at least textured uh, to give them some interesting. Um, Kind yep. of uh, you know uh, ability to, uh, to to fool you into thinking you're in a much more expensive vehicle. Now here's the stuff I don't like. First of all, I, I, I don't like the fact that they did not put cruise control on the base truck, and they make you go up to the XLT to get cruise control. And with modern um, engine management system, the cruise control is basically just a button. So if you want to go from 19 or 20,000 to cruise control, which is a big deal for people, especially in a truck, if you want to if you want to you know cross country the thing, you yeah. got to go like. $4,000 up. Well, because you need to go to the next trim. Yeah, that felt a little like like too salesman-y. You know what I mean? It's like it's like too smart by half. Uh, I don't know why they did it. I guess they wanted a really low starting price and but the, they but did the, but many, the button, many things. How much is a button? 20 cents? I, I, I don't know how That's much. all it would have been, right? It's a button. It's not a function because it's, 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 you know, it's drive-by-wire. So the cruise control just tells the computer what speed to keep yeah, it at. Yeah, totally. So that, that that was kind of the most egregious thing that that, that bugged me about it. Um, I think the ride is very trucky. Um, so people like if you compare it to the Santa Cruz, the Santa Cruz by far is much more crossovery. So if you're like crossovers, and you know, if you didn't look in the rearview mirror in the Santa Cruz, you would know it's a truck. With the Ford, you definitely know it's a truck. And and I think there's one reason for this one is because it's a front wheel drive only, and it has kind of a like a like a solid axle in the back. Um, I we should drive the Maverick um, turbo all-wheel drive because it has independent rear suspension. It may feel a little bit different, but I agree. It's it almost like an F one fifty in a way. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of yeah, it's uh, a, the it, way it kind of yeah, uh, you, you feel goes like, over. Yeah, you feel uh, like bumps. you need you need to throw some hay or something in the back to smooth it out. Like, like a truck, a like a truck, like a truck. I also don't like that the that the main screen seems to be like just vertical. It's it's either vertical or almost you know like like past yeah past vertical going down. So it feels it feels like it needs to go like two degrees more straight or more forward yeah. as opposed to like leaning the wrong way. So I'm always kind of like like wanting to look underneath it as opposed to at it. Uh, that's that's kind of a weird thing. Uh, I also. Um, uh, don't like the fact that you can only get the hybrid in two-wheel drive uh, because the hybrid is incredible in terms of fuel economy. The numbers in are, the real are, world are outstanding. It's amazing, yeah. So tell them what the you know you know what the numbers are both from EPA and what did you get for towing? Well, so the EPA is forty-two city, thirty-three hybrid, and thirty-seven combined. Which yes, it is a hybrid, so it works much better in the city rather than the long highway. 
Uh, on the Ike, we got 11.1 MPG, but this is climbing with a trailer for eight miles. It's only got the, um, the front-wheel drive hybrid only has a 2,000 pound towing. So it's not a big right. It's yeah. not a big towing, which is another kind of a minus. Uh, on this hybrid, the turbocharged Maverick tows up to 4,000. Um, but still, it, we, we'll do more efficiency testing. Uh, Tommy was working on this already and doing some loops. And in the real world, the Maverick hybrid, it's you know it's true to what the EPA is estimating and what the company is estimating with the EPA. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Like you know, you got to give up to Ford for getting a truck to go. Uh, Forty? How much is it? 40? Forty-two in the city. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's use, and it's doable. Uh, you know, I, I remember yeah. like when the Prius first came out. I was wowed by that. But the Prius was this like slippery, Little tiny, car. light yeah. thing. But this is a truck, and it's getting forty-two. Uh, you know, I, I can't uh, fathom how that's even possible, but, you know, it, congratulations. The downside of that is it's a little droney, right? It, I know it's not a CVT, but it, it sounds and acts like one. It's like, is it, you know, if it swims like a duck, <laughs> quacks like a duck. Is it really a duck? <laughs> is it really a duck, even yeah. though it's a planetary gear set? It's probably a duck. Uh, uh, and then, um, can I make a prediction? Yes, what's up? All right, I'll make a prediction. So, you know, it competes directly with the Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. And the Santa Cruz comes with two engine configurations. Right there is the bigger uh, 2.5. Uh, they, they're both turbo. They're both 2.5, but one's a turbo. One turbo and one non-turbo. Non However, Andre, the Santa Cruz is based basically on the Tucson, yes, which can be had as a hybrid, yes. Uh, and I think from like the bed forward, they're identical. So I'm predict that within a year, you'll be able to get a hybrid Santa Cruz. I I, I can't believe it's not already the case. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know what else? Um, I think within a year. The Maverick Hybrid may be an all-wheel drive hmm. because I, I think they might go there. I mean, if it's successful and if they can do it, uh, um, I think the technology is there. Um, and also, maybe even plug-in, right? Why, why not? Well, the battery's pretty tiny, right? You'd have to go to a much bigger battery. Well, you have to put is a it, bigger battery. Is it a 1.5 kilowatt hour or something like that? 1.1. Yeah, it's Maverick. tiny. Yeah. It's basically an escape, um, right? Uh, it's an escape, but the escape yeah. also has a plug-in option. I've, see, I've seen that battery, by the way. Ford invited me on to the launch of the latest escape, um, and the battery is like the size of a suitcase. Not a so suitcase, sorry, a briefcase. The size of a briefcase. It's tiny. So the plug-in obviously has a bigger battery, but if you have a pickup, where do you put it, right? That's the problem because mm. you have a bed. So that might be interesting. Anyway, I think a lot of people are going to be really happy with the Maverick. I think it's going to sell, you know, sell like hotcakes. Uh, and I'm just surprised like Volkswagen doesn't bring the Amarok in. This, this segment is now, you know, red hot. And um, and Ram is not here. And Ram is not here. Yeah. I mean, I mean Jeep is. Jeep has a mid-sized truck and not in the compact segment. And but Ram Stellantis. I'm, I'm wondering if there might be a compact uh, like Gladiator. Would that be cool? Or a compact Chevy. Like, because right now what we don't have is a compact off-roader, right? That's what's missing. You can get the, you can get the Maverick in the FX4, but... It's not really for off-roading. It's, no, yeah, it's, no. like, it's like, you know, it's, it's better than a Subaru, but it certainly isn't anywhere near like... But it doesn't know, have the clearance. Yeah, it's not, it's not like a Tremor F-150 or I wouldn't even say it's as good as a, a FX4 F-150, right? F, F, you've got the FX4 F-150. That, that's actually really good off-road. Yeah, if it had you know more macho tires, uh, the FX4 Maverick but is you can basically put, tires. But you could put macho tires on your truck. You've got yeah, you yeah. can't put much bigger tires on the Maverick. No, uh, at least although, not. Although at SEMA there was a slightly lifted, leveled Maverick uh, with slightly bigger tires. So maybe it is possible aftermarket, but not right now from Ford. And you know it gets so. expensive when you start adding. Uh, 
the, yes. the, the, the options Everything. and the four-wheel drive. It can get to like 38000 I want to say. Well, 37 ish Yeah. But now there's markups above it. The dealers so, are yeah, asking so, yeah. three to five over sticker. Oh, jeepers. I'm so, so tired of that. Guys, knock it off. Please. Yeah. Please. We just saw Help. today. Today, you guys sent us emails. Do the right there's, thing. There was a Tundra. Old Tundra marked up ten grand. Yeah. There was a, what was it? A Ford Lariat marked up 20 grand. I'm going to say a pox on your dealership and a pox on your house if you're marking up Mavericks. If you want to go mark up, like we've got Mercedes GTs that people are marking up 300,000. If you can afford a, or a G-Wagon, if you can afford a $150,000 G-Wagon, chances are you can afford to pay for a markup or a GT3. But dude, it's it's so like, it's so um, It's a sleazy. Maverick. It's supposed and, to be and, affordable. And slimy to, to mark up you know a car or truck that's supposed to be affordable that that's out there you know and at a di- very difficult time let's face it for a lot of people it's like it's like dealers behaving badly uh and just please knock it off some point you know what comes around goes around well on that note on that uh, note <laughs> we're going to be closing this podcast <laughs> you know you know what's going to happen right what <laughs> when i say what comes around goes around i am wondering andre how long before a manufacturer decides that, you know, the next... Here's the problem, okay? Here, here is the problem. I was listening to my friend, uh, uh, Nicole Wakeland. She does a, a podcast called uh, Wheel Bearings. Uh-huh. Uh, really fun podcast with Robbie and with Sam, right? And they were giving, like, these really great tips on how to go new vehicle shopping. And they said, first of all, you got to plan for the whole day. Uh, you know, you got to be able to spend the whole Saturday doing it. Okay. Th- then... What you have to do is you have to be prepared to walk away. And these are all good tips, right? All good tips. And if they don't have the one, make sure that they can get the one. And then when you go into, like, the finance office, be prepared because they're going to try to, like, you know, baffle you with, you know, what, and get you to sign up for all kinds of stuff you don't need. And I'm thinking to myself, all that is true. So so what's, what's easier and what is the winning combination for selling things? All of that, like, basically going into battle on a Saturday mm-hmm. that you could be spending with your loved ones. Or, like, you know, stumbling down because you can't sleep at 2 in the morning and ordering a Rivian or a Tesla online in about two and a half minutes that will potentially even get delivered to your house. So which of those two scenarios do you think in the marketplace will end up winning? And, and, and I can take a good guess at it. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming that the, that the executives at the car companies can also take a good guess at it. So, so you know, recently Cadillac uh, has bought back something like 30% of its dealerships. Mm-hmm. And you're starting to see, like like manufacturers, I think, wondering, you know, is this worth, is this is is it, are these partnerships worth it, uh, or maybe they're, maybe they're not publicly asking those questions, but I'm thinking in the boardrooms, people are asking. There may those be some questions. private questions, questions about yeah. this. Yeah, because basically Tesla has broken that model, right? They went and did the heavy lifting, and all 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 but two states now, Texas and Michigan, you could they can sell direct to, to buyers. Yeah, and it's definitely a lot easier when you can get what you want easily online, and also other some some services like you know Carvana and and such. And so that that's uh, the stick. So yeah, the car dealers yeah. and the carrot is I think it, you know for all those guys out there who aren't selling above sticker at this time, who are out there treating customers fairly, and who aren't out there trying to take advantage of this you know this let's face it, it's a temporary disruption in the marketplace. I think you know those people are going to see loyalty and are going to see. Um, I think, you know, long-term uh, profits, even though right now they're all making profits, but I think it'll, it'll come back. And, you know, we recently did a video where we awarded the Big Cojones Awards. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys are watching this or listening to this, if you, if you have some dealers that you've worked with 
that uh, have treated you well, that, that you really have a great relationship, uh, email us at ask at TFL Truck. Send us some notes, and, and we'll do the exact opposite video. We'll we'll do the shout-outs uh, to the dealerships that are. For more big cojones. Well, real big cojones, like the ones that are actually. <laughs> actually well, not. because it's the good, it's the flip side of it. The flip right? side, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's We'd it's love to highlight side. those dealers uh, that, you know, are, are sticking to their guns and, and not letting greed get the best of them. Yep. So that's a positive note. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to- yeah. Totally. So lots to, to look forward to. As you can see, we spoke for about an hour about upcoming things. So there's a lot of excitement in this world. And Andre, thank you for all the hard work you put in at the LA Auto Show. That was oh. quite the quite the heavy lift. I think oh. we did like 10 videos or something. Well, at least. And, yeah. and it, was like, it was crazy. We were tired. We had to walk, like I say, 10 miles because there's these two halls and they're pretty far apart. So you like end up going between one and the other. One and the, yeah. Uh, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and then uh, like Andre was wanted to get home to his family, which I don't blame. And then I called him up and they had unveiled this uh, uh, Edison truck, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Andre, you got to come back here. We got to do a video on this. And so he was, and he was actually walking home to the hotel to go to the airport. And he came back and did it. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's the hardest working team in uh, the automotive biz, I think. Well, thanks, dude. Um, and, of course, you did heavy lifting with the Land Rover before the show. I had a really good Mexican restaurant dinner that <laughs> night. <laughs> I had to lift a lot of chips, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> guacamole. Oh, it was very heavy, Andre. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, dude. Thanks. I appreciate it. And tacos. See you guys next time. Ciao. Okay, bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.